1: Welcome to another episode of Big
2: Ten Spotlight. He is Deion Thomas, the all-time leading scorer in Illinois Fighting Illini history. I am Aaron York. I'm merely a fan of the Penn State Indy Lions, who I'm just glad at this point, the way they are playing it, they are not in the cellar, but it is a jumble in the Big Ten. Everyone's got at least two losses except Wisconsin. It is starting to get real cold. In the Midwest, on the East Coast, almost everywhere in the country, it is really cold. Even down in Texas, I've heard it's cold, which means the action in the gym is heating up as we are about two months away from the NCAA tournament, and there's still a lot to figure out. There's still plenty of action to be played, and every night we are getting closer. So, Dion, how have you you been? How have you been dealing with this, this frigid, freezing, frozen tundra weather?
1: Well, I'll say this. Just got back to Chicago yesterday uh, from Vegas, you know, where you think it would be hot. Uh, But I will say the weather was better there than it was here, man. I stepped off the plane at O'Hare Airport, minus 24 degrees (laughs) Celsius. Well, man, I don't know why I stay here. But I love Chicago, so what am I gonna do? No, things are good, Ay. I'm glad to hear that things are going on over there. Hopefully, you're staying warm. But no, man, it's it's been an interesting weekend as well. Weekend as we know, some really big games, some really tough losses. I mean, I know we're gonna cover Iowa today. Gonna cover a little bit of Illinois, and then gonna look into a little bit of uh, uh, who else do we have on the band list today? I got the. Boy. Yeah, we're
2: gonna talk about that
1: one undefeated team. The one, yes, one team that's two games ahead
2: of everyone else.
1: The badgers. Yes, yes. Give, give lucky some love up in here.
2: They deserve it. And before, yeah. Do. yeah so what I, I first want, I want to start with your team, Illinois. But before we do that, remember to follow us on X as well as Big Ten Spotlight on YouTube. That's Big Ten B1G. So it's B1G Spotlight on YouTube. It's P1G Spotlight on Apple and Spotify. Leave a five-star review on Apple. You can like or subscribe on YouTube. Leave a comment on YouTube or get to us on Twitter. I am at Aaron P. York. He is at Thomas 25 to hit us up. Tell us what we got right, what we got wrong, what team we're ignoring, what team that are we hyping up too much. If you hate that, we are loving on Purdue, which they lost again. So we're probably not going to love Purdue too much, but we'll see what happens tonight. Also, believe.com, B L E A V.com is where you can find our show and all, and it shows about pretty much everything in the sports world. So, Illinois, they, it looked like they were going to pick up another win. They got off to a fast start against Maryland at home. Maryland, the team that I can't even watch them play offense, but on this day, it was Sunday on Martin Luther King weekend, they pull off a great upset. And this was after on Thursday, they beat Michigan. And that was the game where I thought Michigan was going to get them in college park. And Dion was right. Dion had Maryland in that game, even though Michigan was up by double digits at halftime, Maryland pulled it out and then they win again against Illinois in a game that they were not expected to win. And this is where we talk about, they're not in the NCAA field right now, but we have to ask after, these two wins, does Maryland have what it takes? Their offense hasn't been great, although against Illinois, we saw Jameer Young have a great game, and he got some help from Julian Reese. Julian Reese had a big game, 20 points in that game, and he really just grinded it out down the stretch, getting points in the paint. And Maryland, along with that defense that they play, is starting to round in the form, starting to look like Kevin Willard might have a team that can that can make a push for the NCAA tournament. What do you think about how Maryland's been playing
1: lately? Well, you and I discussed this at the very beginning of, of our show. Um, we both had Maryland a little bit higher before the ball before the ball got tossed up. We had them playing a lot better than um, what they had you know shown previously. So this is not a bum team. Let's let's just get that out there. Very well coached. You know, they have some really good players. They have some experience. They have some youth. They have all of those things that you ask if, if they can make a push. Yes, they can make a push. Will they make a push? That still um, waits to be seen. But we go back and we look at this Illinois game, and, and, and there was really two players, as you mentioned, Jameer Young and Julian Reese took over this game. 52 points in the paint from Maryland to Illinois' 26. That does not happen very often. And you can't have that if you're going to win basketball games. It's next to impossible for you to allow yourself to get dominated in the paint. But Illinois did this time. I mean, Marcus Damask, what can we say? The doctor played really well, did his thing. You know, the five turnovers were not good for him. But he had, you know, put up 26 points. He's the leader of that team, and he came out and he played like it. Luke Goody, 13 points. Again, shot the ball well from three point land, which is what he does. Coleman Hawkins, eight points. Quincy Guerrero, seven points. That cannot happen. You know, this team without Terrence Shannon, you know, you asked me once before, how are they going to win? They win by the collective. And when the collective has a letdown the way Illinois did, then they, they will not be able to win, and that's going to be the difficult part. You can't go into a game and shoot 32%, 33% from the field, and this is a team that has to knock down three-point shots, and they've been doing a really good job at it. But this game, especially in the second half, one for 14 in the second half, 27% overall, cannot have this. I mean, those, those are things that you can't do against a team that is – Trying to battle their way, as you mentioned, into the NTAA pitcher. But Maryland, you know, you, you can't win every night. But one of the things we said in the Big Ten, both when I was a player and as an analyst, is it's so difficult to win on the road. So you have to win your games when you're at home. This is a better Illinois team, even without Terry Shannon, in my opinion. They are a better team than this Maryland. Um, basketball, this American ter- Maryland Terrapins team. But this is why you play the game. If you don't come out and play your best, somebody will come and clip your wings. And that's what Maryland did.
2: That's a great point about having to win your games at home, because we've seen a few teams that are like Dr., Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, depending on where they're playing. Just look at Nebraska. They beat Purdue yeah. at home. They lose to Iowa on the road, they lose to Minnesota on the road. And then you have Northwestern who has wins over Purdue and over Michigan State at home. And then on the road, they have played some tough teams, but they haven't they haven't been as good. They have they they you saw we saw when they went into Champaign they got absolutely boat raced when Illinois yeah. was still trying to adjust to Terrence Shannon Jr. being suspended. So that's that's a great point about the home about the home games. There's a couple gyms, Mackey Arena and the Cole Center, where I don't know if they're we're gonna see opponent win there this year. It's certainly going to be it's gonna take us by surprise if that does happen. And that brings us who do we want to talk about next? Right, the another big home court advantage, Carver Hawkeye Arena where Iowa plays, and they got off to a slow start. In fact, they lost a game in Carver-Hawkeye back in December. They lost to Michigan, and those programs have gone in different directions since yeah. then. But then uh, as the calendar turns, the Iowa, they lost to Wisconsin, but then they bounce back. They get back home in the friendly confines. They beat Rutgers. They beat that Nebraska team that is, that isn't as dangerous away from Lincoln. And then this impressed me on Monday on Martin Luther King day, they went into Minnesota. They went in the barn. They, they lead it pretty much wire to wire. And I was starting to round into form frame McCaffrey's team. They're always good on offense. They are always good at shooting in that, that arena. And I think this year's team is a little different because usually we're used to Iowa being led by the guards, at least since Luca Garza Left, but this year you get Ben Cricky in there, and he's been carrying the offense. But lately, he's gotten some help because Owen Freeman, he is pretty much freshman of the week every week. He's putting up double doubles lately. He's getting better as we get into conference play, and he looks like the best freshman in the conference. And then, even more recently, Josh Dix knocking down three pointers against Nebraska as Iowa routed the Cornhuskers at home. And then he had another good performance. He was stepping in for Patrick McCaffrey in Minnesota with McCaffrey out with an injury. And Josh Dix had another great game. So this is another team that can that is climbing the ranks that can get into the NCAA tournament picture if they keep playing like this. And we're seeing guys like Freeman and Dix who weren't big factors at the start of the year. Now they're starting they look like they could be a big part of the reason if Iowa is able to make a push here.
1: Well, I mean you 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 touched some very some great points on there. Iowa's a team that has been known, you know, let's let's just be honest. I, I know Coach McCaffrey. I respect him, love to his game, but even when he was a player, he was a scorer. He did not play defense. That was not (laughs) one of those things that was big on his resume. And then it carries over to his teams. I mean, this Iowa team is a team that can score the basketball. have always had great, um, great players, great shooters. I mean, even before Coach McCaffrey got there. But who would have known that Iowa would be winning games on the defensive end of the court? They did a great job in that Rutgers game. Not that Rutgers is a great scoring team. But they beat them. They're eight and one at home, Iowa, that is, with the only one loss to Michigan. But then they held uh, Rutgers under 40%, excuse me, under 40% from the floor, under 31% from three. In today's basketball, if you can limit people, limit teams and how they shoot it from three, you have a great opportunity to win this game. And Iowa, with their um, switching defenses from the zone, they press a little bit, they drop back into a zone, they press a little bit, drop back into man-to-man, and really try to confuse teams in how they play. And you mentioned the three games. What did they do? They came out and did a lot of that same thing to um, uh, Rutgers, um, Rutgers, Minnesota, and whatever the third. And Nebraska. And, and, And Nebraska. Yeah. You well, know, and so they've done a lot of those same things. But, you know, what they have done on the defensive end to me has been really impressive. You look at the Minnesota of the game, which was the last one. Duncan Garcia, uh, Dawson Garcia had 30 points, but he was a negative in his plus minus. So that shows not just the points that he put up, but they were doing a really good job when he was out there on the floor. They held Minnesota again. We talked about holding teams down by three, 17 percent from the three. They held um, Minnesota. That shows you what this team is doing. And then they go out Iowa. That is we talk about their offense. Always does a great job of moving the basketball, shooting the basketball, which is how they get so many wide open looks. Twenty three assists on their thirty five baskets yes. against Minnesota. That will get you. <laughs> that'll get you a lot of wins. Then, as you mentioned earlier, we talked about Nebraska. We know with Tominaga and some of the other guys that this is a team that can shoot the basketball. What did they do? They held Nebraska to 15% from three. I mean, and did and so. When you get this Iowa team to play defense, then they're really scary, really scary, because they can definitely score the basketball. You talk about Knicks, you talk about um, the young fella Freeman and, and him playing and they're playing. But then you bring in McCaffrey, you bring in Tony Perkins. I mean, we talk about that in Nebraska game. Tony Perkins finished the game with a double-double, 11 points and 15 assists. 15 assists from a dude that normally puts the ball in the basket. I mean, so that shows that they are clicking in a different area right now than some of the other teams um, in the 10. And they've been playing really well, especially the last three games, as you mentioned.
2: Yeah, that's a great point about how they've been defending the perimeter, because the way that Josh Dix has been shooting lately, if they defend the perimeter, they're going to have a big advantage in three-point shooting. And anytime you have a big advantage in three-point shooting, you have a great chance of winning the basketball game. And with that Minnesota game, those 23 assists, they had three different players with five assists. So it's not just one guy who's has the ball in his hands all the time and is the distributor. You had Dix with five assists. You had Tony Perkins with five assists and then Brock Harding off the bench with five assists in just 15 minutes. He's a sneaky player who's coming off the bench in relief of Tony Perkins and running the point a little bit. Brock Harding, who I think is gonna be a big factor for them in the future, if not down the stretch this year. And so that's now, what you want.
1: yeah I'm sorry to cut you off, but that's what no, you I want. love it. You know, individual te- individuals don't win games. Teams win games. And when you can bring in guys off the bench and they, you know, as you mentioned, his, the five assists off the bench and guys just continue to, you don't have a drop off. I mean, we, we talk about why is Purdue good when Purdue subs? Well, well, let's take Purdue out of it. They're great because of Zach Eady, and then the other guys do their jobs to, you know, exceptionally well, why is a Wisconsin great? Why is not Illinois great? They have depth. And when they do, lose a player. They normally don't lose a whole lot. So this is one of the things that has been really uh, beneficial for Iowa. As you mentioned, their young players are starting to grow a little bit and, and starting to figure out and find their way. This team got a chance to be really dangerous uh, coming down the line because they are a team that can score the basketball. And when you can score it and you start defending a little bit, uh, you, you're going to make yourself real tough to beat. Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: And now let's get to the team that everyone's trying to beat. And no Big Ten team has been able to do it yet. The Wisconsin Badgers, they rip off two more wins since uh, in the last week, they went into uh, they went into Columbus, got a very impressive road win because we know Wisconsin's tough in the Kohl Center. So I was looking to see how they would play away from home. And they pulled that one out late thanks to some heroics from Max Klesman. I think he scored eight points in a row at, at one point hitting a couple huge threes and Klesman hasn't been a big factor for them so far, but then Klesman followed that up in the home game against Northwestern. He scored 24 points. He had 10 more points than anyone else on the team. The next closest score was AJ store with 14, 24 on five, three pointers. And this Wisconsin team, there's just so many places they can get it from. They have a great starting five. They have a solid starting five. They have some real depth off the bench, the way Segan has come on lately, and John Blackwell has played in his freshman year. There is just more and more to love every time these Badgers take the floor in their upcoming schedule. It's never using the Big Ten, but their next three, they have tonight against Penn State. They host Indiana on Friday, and then they go to Minnesota and you could see this winning streak. This could keep going as we approach February. So what is it about this Wisconsin yeah, Can they do it? They are two games up on Purdue. The, mo- the pollsters say that Purdue is the stronger team. The I believe all the, ad- the advanced metrics would say Purdue is the stronger team based on their NCAA tournament s- seating and the projections. But can Wisconsin, can they win the regular season title?
1: It's going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult and it's going to be difficult because of the things that we just talked about. We you know having that depth, um, you know, they're really going to need some of their young guys to step up and, and play. But that starting five. I, I really like that starting high five led by Chucky Hepburn. You know, when he needs to make baskets. He does whatever the team needs to do, needs him to do. When he needs to make baskets, we've seen him in the past knock down big three point shots, get to the basket, do what he has to do. You know Stephen Crowe's inside outside game has you know has baffled people for the last three years he's he's been here. The the ageless Tyler Wall, who you know again is a the ultimate glue guy you know, doesn't shoot the ball really well from outside, but he does all of those other little things, plays hard defense. He's one of those guys that, you know, when you're playing against him, he pisses you off, you know, and and you want to punch him in the face because he just keeps keeps grinding you and grinding you. And believe me, that's a compliment. I I would have loved to have played with some, well, I did play with someone like that. I had a TJ Wheeler that was that guy on on my team, and, and that's what he is. And then you know AJ Storr has come in he's been that second score but they have a, a multitude of guys as you mentioned that can go off for 20 any night and the way this team plays you know that pack line defense they make it really difficult for you to you know, you have to take a bunch of pull-up jump shots. You do not They don't give up layups because of their help defense and their ability to take charges. And then when they get down and they run that Wisconsin offense that is just – and, and it's, it's morphed a little bit because they are more athletic than they have been in the past, you know, at certain points in the past. But they still just grind you through it and grind you through it, you know, until they get the shot that they want. And one of the best things that this Wisconsin team does is, They do not beat themselves. They're not going to turn the ball over 10, 15 times. So if you're a team that turns the ball over against them, you are in a world of trouble. And that's just the bottom line because they don't beat themselves. Greg Gar has done a tremendous job the entire time he's been there. Um, No, I I like this team. Your question was, can they win the Big Ten? In my opinion – and I, you know, I don't believe so. I just don't believe they have enough. And when you're shooting only 33% from, from the three, 33, 34, it's going to be difficult. You know, you're, you're not putting up a ton of points, although, you know, some of, because of some of those early games, they're averaging 75, 76 points a game. But, you know, like I know, that's not a ton of points. Um, once you you start playing most of these teams are running around putting up 80 you know 83 somewhere around there so it's not a ton of points so they're going to have to continue to rely on their defense aj store is going to have to continue to be that 15 point a game night and then steven prowl is going to have to be that inside guy that feeds and does the things to do so no i'd still believe that purdue um, is the cream of the crop in the Big Ten. I think Illinois is right behind them. Um, but you cannot slip up and turn your head on a Wisconsin or even an Ohio State or Northwestern. I'm still waiting to see about Minnesota and Nebraska. You know, we we still waiting on some of these other teams. But yeah. I, I think that's that that top echelon is, is that I just mentioned are probably the best teams in the league right now.
2: Yeah, I think it is I think it is a top three. we'll see Michigan State, they've been playing a little better lately. So it could be it could turn into a top four for me. And we are gonna find out Wisconsin could get a little closer to that regular season title tonight because they visit Penn State while Purdue goes to Indiana. Indiana swept Purdue in the regular season last year. Now no obviously no Tracy Jacks
1: Jackson yeah. Davis. They lost a big piece.
2: Yes, <laughs> Total, very different, very different Indiana team, but Indiana, they need this win. They are outside of the NCAA tournament projections despite their 4-2 Big Ten record, so they are going to be hyped up at Assembly Hall for this one tonight. Uh, but And then Purdue hasn't looked, they haven't looked amazing away from Mackey. They've already dropped two on the road, so we are going to see. We are going to see if if Purdue, how tough this road is going to be for them as they try to catch up to Wisconsin in this big 10 race, if they're going to do that and win, win tonight where they, where they lost last year mm-hmm. in enemy territory where they are really going to be given Zach Edy and everyone a hard time that who those Hoosier faithful are just going to be getting after it. I mm-hmm. really want to see how Purdue handles that tonight.
1: Well, it it is. It's going to be interesting. I think Purdue will be fine. Purdue plays their style. They're like Wisconsin. You know, when I say their style of play travels, they play the exact same way whether they're at home or whether they're on the road. It's get the ball to Edie, work off of him, use him as a threat, and then we can play off and do certain things. I think it's really going to be up to Stephen Prowell today and how he pulls Zach Edie out. Can he make some shots from the outside? is going to be interesting, and which will allow AJ Stork to do his thing around the basket because he's going to be a more, you know, he'll probably be the the second best player on the court tonight. You know, we'll see. Um, you know, I know they guy, got the guys over at Purdue, but he is going to have to take advantage of his um, whomever is guarding him to get to the rebound to be able to put up extra points. But you know, we talked about it. You mentioned if if Wisconsin can make it. I just pulled up their schedule and i'm looking at it and yes you know somebody the big 10 has a lot of quad one teams but if indiana doesn't play better will they be a quad one or quad two team minnesota michigan state right now you know nebraska so they really have two currently ranked teams which is illinois and purdue uh, I'm sorry, Illinois, and, yeah, Illinois and Purdue to bolster their schedule. The rest of the Big Ten needs to help those guys out and they need to win games. You know, I think that as long as they keep winning, they'll make the tournament. But man, it's it's, it's, it, it's going to be kind of hard for them, you know, because they just don't have the, the Big Ten isn't playing the way it should. It's not, you know, Indiana and the other ones, you know, just too up and down right now. But I think they have a good chance. They'll definitely make the tournament. Let me say that. Yeah. They'll definitely make the tournament. But will they win the Big Ten? They have an easier road than San Illinois or Purdue as far as the games that they have scheduled, but they're gonna have to go through both of those teams. Yep. And yeah, I I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling like the Hoosiers
2: are gonna make it are gonna make it interesting tonight, at least. The last home game they lost was That was home against Kansas back in December. They had that lead in the second half. They let it get away, and that was a top team in Kansas. Could they do something similar, maybe hold on against a top Purdue team? And now my son has finally found us, and he is going (laughs) to end the show. So remember, Big Ten Spotlight, Aaron P. York on X, Deion Thomas 25 on X, B1G Spotlight, YouTube, uh, Apple – Spotify, like, and subscribe. Leave us a comment on YouTube, comment on our Twitter. Tell us what we got wrong. Tell us if we think Wisconsin's too good. Tell us if who we need to look out for. And we are going to leave it there. We're going to sign off. He's Deion Thomas. I'm Aaron York. We'll catch you next time. Enjoy the Big Ten basketball. Peace out. Peace, Peace
0: out. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.